Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of the Psychology A-Level podcast. My name is Richard, and today we are just going to look at what we can do to calm your nerves the night before tomorrow's exam. We know that you'll all, you might be feeling very stressed, it will be the first exam you have, um, and you might be feeling a bit hard done by because you're on the very first possible day, but just don't stress. All that means is you get it over and done with quicker than everyone else. So take some time, take some deep breath. Today we're going to run through some key topics of some little bits of information just to jog your memory, maybe run to, through some one and two mark questions that you might see in the exam. Uh, just to sort of go over some topics that you you may need to revisit just to jog your memory the night before the exam. We're also going to look at what, we, what sort of stress-busting tips we can give you to make sure you do as well as you possibly can tomorrow. So first things first, we're going to look at social influence um, and we're going to dive straight in and look at some content that you might need to know for your course. So first of all, we need to say that conformity is a type of social influence that could be described as changing your behaviour to go along with the group, even if you don't agree with what the group is doing. So when someone's uh, compliance is when someone's vote changes and is, made in, uh, and is made in public versus private, that is what compliance is. There's inter internalisation, and that is when an individual changes behaviour to fit with a group publicly, while also agreeing with them privately. This is the strongest form of conformity, as the group belief beliefs become part of the individual belief system. I'm sure if you think about people you know, or maybe yourself, you've definitely you may have been um, subject, or you may have uh, come across this these forms of conformity in your everyday life. also identification. So when someone conforms to the demands of a role in society, that is when they are identifying, that's when they go through identification. And a good example of identification is the Zimbardo 1971 Stanford Prison Experiment. Look over that if you don't remember what that is. So the three types of conformity, just to recap, First of all, compliance, and that's when someone vote changes and is being made public, not private. Internalisation is when an individual changes behaviour to fit with the group publicly while also agreeing with them privately. And identification is when someone conforms to the demands of a social role in society. To run through an experiment, we got ASH in 1951, A-S-C-H, and the ASH effect. So ASH in 1951 conducted an experiment looking at normative social influence. He wanted to see if people would conform to a group's wrong answers, even if the answer was unambiguous. So ASH, the ASH effect is the influence of the group majority on an individual's judgment. Now, the line judgment task is what Ash used in his experiment. What that is, is a group of participants were shown a series of printed, um, of printed line segments of different lengths, and he called them A, B, and C. The fourth line segment, X. They were asked to identify which line segment from the first group 
closest resembled the line segment X. So which of A, B and C was closest to X? Now the factors that influenced the conformity is that Ash found that there were four factors, all right? So the size of the majority is one factor. The presence of another dissenter slash non-conformist also influenced conformity. The public or private nature of the responses and also the task difficulty. All those things influence conformity in Ash's test. And some pros and cons of uh, Ash's study are that the pros were the laboratory setting meant that variables were strictly controlled, and this meant that the experiment could be repeated easily, and the influence of extraneous variables, which are those just not being studied, could be minimized. But the cons of Ash's experiment are that, number one, it was an artificial situation, so that means that the, ex, uh, the experiment has low ecological validity. And that means it cannot be generalized well to real life situations. And there was also deception. So real participants did not know the other participants were confederates in the experiment. So let's have a look now at some hyper flashcards looking at obedience. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a statement or a question and I want you to think about what the answer is and then I'll run through it. So first of all, what is obedience? Well, obedience is the change of an individual's behaviour to comply with a demand by an authority figure. And people often comply with the requests because they are concerned about the consequences if they do not comply. Next. Describe the method, methods of Milgram's 1963 experiment on obedience. Well, methods he used were that participants were shown how to, how to use a device that they were told delivered electric shocks of different intensities to learners. The participants were told to shock the learners if they gave a wrong answer in the test item. And then shocks were increased in 15 volt increments up to 450 volts. The participants did not know that the learners were confederates and did not actually receive shocks. Next, describe the results of Milgram's 1963 experiment on obedience. So in response to a string of incorrect answers from learners, the participants obediently and repeatedly shocked them. The Confederate learners cry out, cry out for help and beg for the participant teachers to stop. Yet when the research told the participant teacher to continue, 65% of participants continue to shock to the maximum voltage. The variation shows that when, he, uh, when the humanity of the person being shocked was increased, obedience decreased. Similarly, when the authority of the experimenter decreased, so did obedience. Describe the pros of Milgram's 1963 experiment on obedience. Well, first of all, there are strict control of variables. So variables could be controlled because the experiment was done in a in laboratory. And we should be able to establish a cause and effect from that. So... Last thing we're going to look at on Milgram's experiment 
is to describe the cons. 1963 experiment, his experiment on obedience, what were the cons? Well, first of all, there's low ecological uh, validity because participants were in an artificial situation. Deception. Participants were, weren't able to give informed consent because they didn't know the real nature of the experiment. There was a lack of protection, so participants were visibly stressed during the study. And there's the potential for low internal validity because participants might have known they weren't actually inflicting real shocks. So let's move on and look at a bit of, a, uh, bit of attachment and some one to two markers. So again, I'll read through the question and then we can, um, we can go through the answers. So what attachment stages, what are the attachment stages as described by uh, Schaffer? Well, first of all, he says that there are multiple attachment stages and the specific attachment stage. So he says there's a multiple attachment stage and a specific attachment stage. So Candy's son, Charlie, is two years old. He plays happily when she is in the room, but as soon as she leaves, for example, to go to the kitchen or to the bathroom, he cries and runs out the door after her. When she comes back, Charlie is angry and hard to calm down. Candy has noticed that other children Charlie's age don't seem to behave in the same way. When her friends are around with their children, those kids sometimes act worried when their parents leave the room, but they smile as soon as their parents return. So outline three different differing types of attachment. And when answering the question, include references to examples shown in the passage above. So first of all, one type of one type is secure attachment. So the security a, secure, a securely attached baby or very young child relies on the primary attachment figure or the PAF as a secure base and can tolerate some distance or time apart. The baby or young child will be nervous or upset when the parent leaves them with a stranger but happy when reunited. And it sounds like Candy's friends have securely attached children. Another type of insecure resistant is insecure resistant. That's from the studies with Amesworth and Bell in 1970. Here, the child is very relaxed when the primary attachment figure, the PAF, leaves, but not easily comforted. Instead, the child seems to get angry when the primary attachment figure, with the, so with the primary attachment figure, and it sounds like Charlie may fall into this category. Finally, some children are insecure avoidant, and these show these do not show a strong emotional connection with the primary attachment figure, instead being very self-reliant. This means that they are neither they neither get upset on separation nor do they seek the primary attachment figure out when they get reunited. So last thing I'm going to cover in this episode, um, just the night before your exam, I want to just de-stress you because I know you might be stressed. It's going to be your first A-level exam um, and it's important that you, you really look after yourself over these next few, day, ne next few hours and you sleep well tonight. So first of all, eat healthily, uh, smash some avo possibly on a slice of toast and get some triple malt sourdough. 
stay uh, see your friends for brunch possibly unless the exams in the morning then don't do that because you'll miss your exam but take a break from studying and watch an episode of your favorite series keep hydrated with an extra hot oat milk matcha chai latte uh, with no foam and find a motivational neon sign to stand under so that you feel inspired and put a picture of it on insta and the last thing Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande. That's all you need to know to de-stress you for your exam tomorrow. So, best of luck. Everyone at Seneca is rooting for you. Uh, join us if you want to go for more Night Before Your Revision podcast. We're going to do them for every single exam you do, run over some key topics and some stress-busting tips. So join us again then on any of our podcast channels, and good luck. If this episode has got you in the mood for more podcast revision action, then you should search for our other Revise podcast channels that cover a lot more than you'll find here. Search for Revise on whatever platform you got this podcast from and you'll find them. And while you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our Revise podcasts that cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.